0: Thank you for tuning into A Spirit Led Life with HMI. We hope you enjoyed today's session with Pastor Dion Hockey. Hey, everybody, welcome to today's session. My name is Dion Hockey from Healing Ministries International. It is great to be with you today and to share the wonderful and powerful Word of God. We are busy on the topic personal revival. Last week was a powerful teaching. I shared with you on how you can come back to Jesus and how God has called us as disciples to win souls for Jesus. Remember, we have a website www.deonhockey.org. You can follow us on Facebook and you can follow us on YouTube and also on Instagram. And remember, we have live sessions Sunday through Friday, 7 p.m. here in South Africa. We have live sessions where we are touching and speaking about different topics and believing God for revival to come so you are very welcome to join us like our page and uh, and uh, come and learn the word of god as god's word will refresh you and we pray for the sick and there's these are live sessions and so god does wonderful wonderful things and we've had such great testimonies and reports of the great things that god has done so i just want to invite you to our live sessions on facebook as well listen i want to get straight into the word i'm so excited father bless your your listeners open the eyes uh, of the understanding, bring revelation, Father God, may revival come to each and every one of us that is watching this program today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Alrighty. Last week, I ended off on Psalm 51 and, and I want to go back there. Let's start off in Psalm 51 verse 10. All right. I'm teaching you on how to have a personal revival. Yeah, we find King David, again, who who is a man after God's own heart. But remember this, King David was in adultery. King David committed murder. King David did so many things that were wrong, yet God considered him a man after his own heart. Now, if you'll remember, and I'm going to remind you, the first key to a personal revival is to acknowledge your faults, is to acknowledge your sin, and then to repent of your sin and to come back to God. I think some people are sitting you know, at home watching this program and you say, well god god doesn't love me god you know he's just he's ready to punish me and hit me over the head no no god is a forgiving god god is a loving god do you remember the the story uh, of the of uh, the prodigal son do you remember this prodigal son who took all the wealth that he had received his portion and he went out and he squandered it all and he lived a lifestyle of sin and then he found himself amongst the pigs you know and And he didn't have food to eat, and he was poor, and he was struggling. And then the Bible says this, he came to his senses. He recognized, he said, why do I have to live amongst the pigs if I can just go back to my father's house? And unfortunately, this is what sin does in the lives of many people. Sin causes us to fall back and go away from God and uh, we get so lost in the things of the world. Now Satan comes and he torments you and he says to you, you can never go back to God God doesn't love you. God will never forgive you. My friend, I have good, good news for you today. Jesus is just like the father when he heard his son. You see, the father was constantly waiting for the return of his son. He was longing for him because he loved his son. And when he saw his son afar coming back home, he got so excited, he ran to his son. He put a new cloak upon him. He put a ring on his finger and he said, wait. Welcome back. In other words, he hugged him. He held him tight and he was rejoicing. He went and he killed the, the calf, you know, fatted calf. And they celebrated for the return of the son. And I want to tell you, if you are watching me right now, and you feel God will never accept me again. God won't take care of me or love me or want me back. You are wrong. That's a lie of the devil. Jesus, God, the father is standing with open arms and they singing, Come on back come on back. I want to hold you. I want to love you. And I want to bless you. Take care of you. I want to put a new anointing upon you. I want, to, I want to restore the covenant that I made with you. And I want to bless you. Give you the fatted calf. I want to take care of you. Come on. This is the mighty God that we serve. He loves you. Don't ever be afraid to call on the name of Jesus, and to come back to Jesus. I know I'm speaking to somebody who's watching me right now. I know you're sitting there, and you're saying, oh my goodness, is this man speaking to me? Yes, I am, but it's not me. It's Jesus. He's speaking through me to you, and he's saying, I love you. Did you get that? I love you. I care for you, and I want you to come back to me, says the Lord. Amen. So King David writes here in Psalm 51, verse 10, and he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and and sinners shall be converted to you. Bless God, bless God. Sinners shall be converted to you. And this is the purpose of having revival. This is the purpose of coming back to God so that we can get sinners saved. I'm not going to go through everything I said last week, but I just want to remind you, get the big picture. Hell, heaven. Hell, heaven. Hell, place of torment. Fire. Pain, agony, forever and ever and ever, no end. Heaven, place of joy, peace, healing, prosperity. It's just going to be awesome to be in heaven with God. No sickness, no fear. Which way do you want to go? We want to go up. We want to go and be with Jesus. Come on, that's common sense. Who in his right mind wants to spend eternity in hell? You know, I see people and I hear people who say, I look forward to going to hell. There was a young man who came to me many years ago in one of my services and I was preaching like I'm preaching now. And he stood up and he said to me, I look forward to going to hell. I said, you look forward to going to hell? He said, oh, yes, I do. I said, why is that? He said, because in hell, I'm going to be lying next to a pool. Now, he just heard about a pool or a lake, the lake of fire. He didn't know it was a fire. He just thought it's going to be some nice holiday resort, hell. He said, and there will be naked women serving me beer while I lie next to the pool. And I said to this young man, I said, young man, that is false advertising. You've heard it wrong. It's not a holiday resort what hell is about. Hell is a place where you will be tormented and in the lake of fire you will burn forever and ever and ever. And you will never come out of it. Never come. Come out of it. This young man gave his heart to Jesus very quickly and he got saved because he understood that we need to repent of our sins. And I'm so glad that he did that. So you and I, we need to tell transgressors their ways and we need to get sinners converted. But you won't be able to do that if you've lost your first love, if you've lost your passion. Now, the question is, and this is why I'm going to take you today, how do we come back to that first love? How do we get uh, you know, the, this personal revival going inside of us? Go with me to Psalms 119. Psalms 119, and I'm going to read from verse 9. <clears throat> Excuse me. Psalms 119, verse 9. It says this, How can... A young man cleans his way. That's a great question. How can a young man... Let's put it like this. How can we have a revival? The answer, are you ready? Yes, the answer. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Wow. The first key that we can have to see revival come to us is to come back to the word of God. He says, verse 10, with my whole heart. How much? My whole heart. Not just some of my heart. You see, serving God has to do with everything inside of us. You can't give God just a little bit of yourself. You give all of yourself to God. When Jesus died on the cross, he gave his all to us. He didn't just die a little but He died completely. He gave everything. <laughs> you know, it's a silly comparison, but he, he, he went full out for us. And it's only right that when we give our hearts to Jesus, we give him everything. I hear people say, I gave my heart to Jesus. And that's wonderful. But you can't just give your heart. You need to give your life as well. Do you understand what I'm saying? We give all to God. <clears throat> so he says, verse 10, With my whole heart, I have sought you, I am seeking for you, I am hungering after you. Are you hungering after God? Are you still searching for Him? Or have you become lazy? Do you just go to church because this is what we do? No, you've got to search for Him 24-7. You've got to be hungry after God because those who seek Him will find Him, the Bible says those who long for him jesus said if you will draw near to me then i will draw near to you that's the promise that he made but there are so many people who just want god to come to them but they're not willing to go to god <clears throat> and if that is your way of thinking you've backslidden you need revival you need this personal revival amen so this is what he's saying to us today he says with my whole heart i've been searching for you watch this now very important Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Let me not wander from your commandments. Now look at verse 11. I'll teach on verse 10 now, but verse 11 says, Your word, the Bible, God's word, I have hidden in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against you. That I might not sin against you friend I'm telling you I've had so many people come to me and they said me what is sin you preach on on uh, adultery and you preach on 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 uh, you know drinking or or taking drugs is all of that sin the bible says if you don't have the word of god in your heart you are sinning against him what does that mean listen i used to be an alcoholic i drank two bottles of brandy a day i smoked 40 cigarettes a day I was, a, I was a bad guy, you know, I did everything that was wrong. I, I was, I, you know, I grew up in a, bad, in a bad environment, just like a lot of you have. <clears throat> Amen? My life was falling apart. Everything was wrong that I did. And then I got saved. I got born again. And when I went to church and I got saved, I did not only receive the greatest gift is the gift of salvation, The second greatest gift I got was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the third greatest gift I received from God was the Bible. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Think about it. The Word of God is a gift because the Word of God is the road map that He has given to us to life. When you don't know what to do, God's given us his word. He's given us the book of instructions that will help us and guide us into truth and bring answers to our problems that we have. So it is of utmost importance, listen to this, verse 11 says, Your word I have hidden in my heart. I cannot make you read your Bible. I cannot force you to read your Bible. But friend, if you have a true relationship with Jesus, you have to take a Bible and read the Bible because this is how God speaks to us. And if you are sitting there and you are watching and you say, but I don't have a Bible to read, well, then obviously you're on the Internet right now and you are being able to listen to me speak. Well, if you're on the Internet, you can download Bibles for free. Just go on to your, your app store or whatever uh, uh, phone you have, or the Play Store or the App Store and just type in Bible. And when you type in Bible, there will come Bibles up and there's the, you can download the King James Bible. And if there's other specials on, there's many Bibles you can download for free. So don't tell me you don't have a Bible because you can get the Bible on your cell phone and you can read your Bible and it won't cost you one cent. That's how easy it is. And so the devil is a constant uh, liar. He's always lying to people. So I just want to encourage you. He says that you you need to take the word of God and put it in your heart. But let's get back to verse 10. All right. Verse 9 says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Now look at verse 10. With my whole heart I have sought you. Let let me not wander from your commandments. Uh Uh-oh. Let me not drift away from your commandments. So a lot of people say, yes, when you're talking here about the Ten Commandments, that's Old Testament and we don't have to follow the Ten Commandments. But let me give you a new commandment, Jesus said. Jesus said in the book of John, he said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you do what? That you love. That you love. This is a commandment. By this will all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one from another. And the biggest problem we find today is that a lot of people are not loving. Now if you look at the Ten Commandments and you look at the, the commandment love, we are to love one another as Jesus has loved us. We, we will see that love holds the Ten Commandments because the Ten Commandments says you shall love the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before him. Amen. I'm not going to go through all of that. You shall not steal, kill. You shall not, you know, covet. You shall not, uh, uh, you must honor your father and your mother. Uh, Well, if I love somebody, I'm not going to kill them or hate them. If I love somebody, I'm not going to steal from them. If I love somebody, you know, I'm going to respect them. If I love God, I'm going to make him my number one and I'm going to serve him. You get what I'm saying? This is what love is. And now the Bible says, let us not wander from your commandments. So, the big thing that I find today is that a lot of people have wandered away from love, a commitment of taking care of other people. But God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son who is Jesus. Jesus has called us. Jesus wants us to be like Him. That is why we have the word Christian. The word Christian means to be like Christ and God is love. And if God is love, we are to have the same love inside of us and we should care for other people. Can you say amen? And when I am personally revived, listen, when I receive Jesus inside of me, I receive the love of Jesus and it's the love of Jesus that compels me. It's the love of Jesus that pushes me to go forward and to tell other people that there is hope for them, that there is healing for them, that there is salvation for them, and that they don't have to spend eternity in hell. My friend, I want to encourage you, allow the love of God to saturate you again. When people backslide, people backslide because of a couple of things. Number one, they've allowed fear to come into their hearts. Number two, they've allowed anger and unforgiveness to come into their hearts. They've allowed doubt to come into their hearts. These are the things that Satan uses to take us away from the love of God. And I want, to, I want to ask God that he will forgive you today if you are walking with resentment and hatred and bitterness, jealousy, pride, anger, unforgiveness. These are the things that drives us away from love. Now, how do we get that love back again? How do we come back to God? The answer is, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word, we need to come back to the word of God. Can you say amen? The more I read the Bible, the more I study the Word, the more I get closer to God. And as I get closer to God, guess what happens? His Word revives me. His Word brings me back to life because God is love. And when I read the Bible, I read love. I read, unfor- I read forgiveness. I read healing. I read what God says for me and you to have. Go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua 1, and we're going to read verse 8, and also verse 9. This is one of my favorite scriptures, friend, and if you want to understand the key to revival, are you listening to me? Do I have your attention? This verse I'm giving you now is is one of the major keys you will have to revival. Let me read it to you. Verse 8 says, This book of the law... In other words, the Bible, what we are holding, the Bible, this book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Meditate in it? What does that mean? Not like the New Age. New Age people said that they go, "Um, um," and they empty themselves out. No, you don't want to empty yourself out. We want to fill ourselves. We want to fill ourselves with God. We want to fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We want to fill ourselves with the knowledge of the Word. Alrighty? So he says this, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. I'll speak about that now. But you shall meditate in a day and night. The word meditate means to ponder. It means to study. It means to, to read, to look at day and night. When? Day and night. Not just on a Sunday when you go to church. You need to read your Bible day and night. Study the word day and night. Why? He says, and not just read it, he says, watch this, number three, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Are you getting this? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in a day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. So we've got to speak the word, we've got to study the word, and we've got to apply the word. Amen. Speak the word, study the word, apply the word. Now here's the here's the the best news I can give you. He says, "Nay, for then you will make your way prosperous. Who you? Not God. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Do you want to be prosperous? Do you want to be successful?" then you need to apply what I'm teaching you today because this is the key to personal revival. I have to speak the Word. I have to study the Word. I have to apply the Word. I'm going to say it again. I have to speak the Word. I have to study the Word. I have to apply the Word. Do the Word. I-M-A. When I get this going, I stands for information, M stands for meditation, and A stands for application. So I'm to get the information of the Bible, I'm to meditate on the information of the Bible, and I'm to apply the Bible what it says. Guess what's going to happen? I will make my way prosperous, and I will have good success. Somebody might get offended and say, are you being arrogant? How can you be, say that I will make my way prosperous? Well, when Jesus died on the cross, think about this. When Jesus hung on the cross and when he breathed out and he said, it is finished. Here's the good news, friend. It is finished. Jesus had now done everything that he could possibly do for mankind. He gave His life for us. And when He went back up into heaven, He left us instructions. He gave us His Bible, which is the will and testament of God. And when you understand, when you receive the will and testament, you do what the will and testament says. If somebody dies in your family and they had a will, they left the testament, the lawyers call you in and they they say, All right, everybody sit down. I'm going to open up the will, the testament of your father. And this is his will for you and I. For you to receive the house or for you to receive the car, for you to inherit the money. This is his will. This is what he wants you to do. Do you understand? What I'm saying, you have to apply and follow the rules of the will. Now Jesus died for you and I, and He left us His will. He went up into heaven, and He gave us His Bible, and He gave us the the the, the will and testament what we should do. So when you and I speak the word. When you and I meditate on the word, when you and I apply the word, guess what's going to happen? We will make our way prosperous and we will have good success. The Bible is not given to people who are rich and wealthy and who have studied and who have degrees on the walls. The Bible has, has been given to those who believe. The Bible wasn't given to a certain church group or a certain denomination. The Bible was given to those who believe. My friend, you can be as poor as poor is. Or you can, you can be, be, be living in, in, in the most horrible place and the worst country ever. I want to I give you good news today. The Bible was given to you to make you come out of that that you are in. God is not a liar. God is not a liar. Numbers 23, 19, I believe it, is, says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Has he spoken and will he not make it good? Jeremiah 1:12 says that God watches over his word to perform his word. So every promise in the Bible is not for a certain group of people. It is for you and it is for me. This is the good news I'm sharing with you today. That if you will take the word and speak the word, if you will take the word meditate and study the word, and if you will take that which you've studied, and if you speak that which you've studied, and if you will apply that which you have studied, you will become prosperous. And I'm not talking about, you know, wealth falling out. Out of heaven and, you know, having big cars and houses. Prosperity means it is going well with you physically, mentally, socially. Uh, uh, you know, God will bless you financially. He will take care of you in all areas of your life. I'm giving you good news. If you want to be revived, if you want to be blessed today, get back to the Bible. Study the Bible and do what the Bible says. Let me end off with one more verse. Verse 9 says, God is speaking. He says, "'Have I not commanded you, "'Be strong and of good courage.'" Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. (laughs) Hallelujah. My friend, if you're watching me today and you feel discouraged and you feel weak and you feel like all hell has come upon you and, and things are going wrong, listen to this word. I'm giving you a positive word. He says, have I not commanded you? God is commanding you. Be strong and of good courage. Listen, God is commanding you and me, be strong and of good courage. You say, but how can I be strong? How can I have good courage? The answer, get into the word. That's how you build yourself up. That's how you build your faith. That's how you become strong. He says, do not be afraid. In other words, close the door to the enemy who puts fear in you. Close the door to the enemy who puts doubt in your heart. Don't be afraid. Don't let the devil steal from you today. I'm encouraging you. He says, for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. He is with you wherever you go. Did you get that? With you. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. God says, I love you. God says, I know every hair on your head. I hold you in the palm of my hand. My friend Jesus cares for you today and if I can encourage you, uh, if I can help you, please this week take your Bible, read it, pray, study, apply the word of God, seek him with all your heart, seek him with all of your heart, study the word, ask the Holy Spirit to open up the word for you to bring revelation and understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray you have a good week. I pray you have a blessed time in the presence of God. And I look forward to coming back to you and sharing this good news with you. Remember, we love you so much, but Jesus really, He does. He loves you more. Shalom. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost, by visiting our website www.deonhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons and more information on the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.